Heavenly Father, we thank you. Uh, Lord, we thank you for the blessing of your church. God, we thank you for uh, the blessing of the people of your church. And God, that we have imperfect people in a, with a perfect God. And so, Father, as uh, we enter into this time of worship, of baptism, God, I pray that uh, you would be particularly present, God, in this baptismal, God, in this place. For those that are watching online and those who are able to watch from their seats here in the sanctuary, uh, God, and witness two individuals share um, some of their story, some of their journey, and God, that you would bless this time, God, that you'd be honored and glorified and praised, uh, Father, that we would celebrate with them, uh, God, this, um, this time. It is indeed a time to celebrate. It's a time to hoop and holler and get excited, God, because of what you're doing in lives uh, of believers here at Calvary Church, in our community, and around the world. And so, Father, thank you for this time, and we pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. First, we're going to have Kristen Broersma come and share her testimony of faith. Good morning. I grew up in a wonderful Christian home with parents who taught me to love and follow Jesus and asked Jesus into my heart as a very small child. I was baptized as an infant and then made profession of faith when I was in high school. Throughout the years since, I have grown to have a close relationship with him, having experienced his love, grace, and mercy many times. Although I have thought about baptism as an adult, I always looked back on the time when I made profession of faith in my church as the same thing. When we started the study in Matthew, I was actually glad to have to miss the teaching on Jesus being baptized because I thought if I didn't hear it, I couldn't be convicted to be baptized. <laughs> but I can say that God still finds ways to convict people of what they should be doing. My testimony today is one of obedience, of listening to God's leading and following his ways. If even Jesus felt a need to be baptized out of obedience, then who am I not to do the same? A favorite verse of mine is from 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Kristen, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires if you have to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. It's my privilege, Kristen, because of your testimony of faith, to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in the likeness of his death, raised to new life in him. Next to share his testimony is George Mercer. So I lost my sister in 2006 and my earth father on a September 14th this year. But it was in time for my earth mother to see me. I love you, Mom. I've always been a Christian growing up, but I was diverted from Christianity and found myself in a life full of wicked ways, which included drugs, crime, and street life. And I found my way back to the Lord seven months ago, and now have been, been sober for exactly that to the day.
I also worked two jobs and go to two different churches, which I shared my testimony at and was a motivational speaker yesterday. I accept our Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior now and forever. Amen. George, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? I have. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Christ and Christ alone? I do. My brother, because of your testimony of faith, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in the likeness of his death, raised to new life in him. So our first person to come share her story is Melissa Muscat. I love you all too. Hello, Calvary family. My name is Melissa. Some of you know my face, and some of you know my name. Well, to be fair, now you all know my name. <laughs> but I need to confess to you all who I have been, who I think I am, and who God says I am. I need to share these things and for you to hold me accountable when I have let Jesus out of my sight. As a young girl, I suffered sexual abuse that I didn't understand to be abuse. That abuse led to a life of sexual addiction, bad relationships. I have been sexually immoral. I have been impure. I have been greedy. I have used obscene language. I have given myself over to substance abuse and degrading abuse of my body. I have not acknowledged my sin for more of my life than I wish to admit. I have been married and divorced. I have had sexual relations before I was married. I raised my children outside of the house of God. In addition, I have lied to myself and to God. But God has seen, does see, and will see all of my sins. I've sat here in church many Sundays crying and continually asking God to forgive my sins. I now realize that he already forgave my sins. I just wasn't listening. I sincerely accept that Jesus has covered all my sin, but the righteousness of his blood. In his grace, mercy, love, and kindness, not only has he forgiven me, but he has also blessed me beyond measure with a family in this church, his church of believers, 
In Ephesians 5.8, Paul states, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. And I choose to live as a child of light. <laughs> Josh Warren read me this passage recently, to which I will hold tightly. Psalm 16, 5 through 8. Lord, you have assigned me my portion and my cup. You have made my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. And I will praise the Lord who counsels me even at night. My heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Even in the darkness that tries to overcome me, in my present situations, our Lord's light prevails. I stand before you today in the cleansing waters of Jesus' salvation with the help of the Holy Spirit to tell you that Jesus is my light. I invite the light of righteousness to shine in every area of my life. It is no longer daunting to be a child of God. I am taking up my cross with humility and obedience and submission, and I am crying out to our Father. I beg of you to take my life so that you can live fully in me. I want to be held accountable for what Jesus said to his disciples in John 20, 21 through 23. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has saved me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed in them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive someone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. And I want everyone I have ever encountered to feel the joy I feel today as a child of God. Melissa, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes, I have. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Christ and Christ alone? With all my heart. Because of your testimony of faith, my sister, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in likeness of his death, raised to new life in him. Next, we have Richard Rendon to come share part of his story. As a baby, I was baptized. As a young child, my mother took me to church and made sure I knew about God and that Jesus was my Savior. I have always believed in God and Jesus. However, throughout my teens and 20s, I did not go to church or have a relationship with Jesus. I was living a life of debauchery and floating around aimlessly. In my late 20s, I met a beautiful lady named Stacy. 
She was so sweet and kind. She treated me and everyone with love and compassion. I knew this was someone I could spend my life with. I had two beautiful daughters already, and she welcomed them into her life with open arms and made sure that I was there for them in every way that a father is supposed to be, something I was not doing before. Stacy brought me to Calvary Church for the first time 24 years ago. After hearing Pastor Dobson's message that day, I knew this is the place we needed to be. When I asked Stacy to marry me, we made a commitment to never separate. We had both come from divorced families and experienced the pain and a feeling of being lost after our families broke apart. It had a very negative effect on both of us. After we married and our wonderful life progressed, we had another beautiful daughter and finally a handsome son. Our lives became busier than ever before. Over the years, we slowly drifted away from the church. We were still attending here and there, but not every week as we had previously. This is something I regret. After the COVID years, things came to a low. I found out that everything we had worked for was gone. How was this even possible, I asked myself. God then used a story to convict me that leadership in the home is a serious matter. I was doing what I thought was enough, but it wasn't. I thank God that my mistakes have only cost me material things. My wife, my children, and my granddaughter are still with me, and I am most grateful for that. My goal moving forward with my life is to love my wife, children, and family members as Christ loves his church, to give everything I have, including my life, if necessary. Being baptized today is a very important step for me in developing a lifelong relationship and commitment to Jesus Christ, my Savior. I would like to thank Pastor Dane for his counsel and to Calvary Church for their support to my wife and I. The verse I have chosen to read is 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in inequity, but rejoices in truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Richard, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan? This world and your own evil desires to commit to follow Christ and Christ alone. Yes. Because of your testimony of faith, my brother, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Christ in the likeness of his death, raised to new life in him.
Finally, we have Stacy Rendon to come share her story. Okay, I'll try to get through this. <laughs> I'm Stacy. I was baptized as a baby and went to church and Sunday school until about fourth grade, and then my parents got divorced, and no one wanted to take me anymore. My parents never spoke again. I was the go-between. I was saved at Spring Hill Camp and feel so fortunate that a friend's mom paid for me to go. When I was a young girl, I was sexually molested by three boys over a two-year span. My parents argued, and I hid before their divorce. I never had anyone to talk to. Then, in high school, I started an eating disorder when I thought I didn't deserve anyone. That lasted until early college, and then it switched to alcoholism. My 20s entailed being alone. I also was raped a couple times and another time almost murdered. I tried rehab three times. I had total kidney failure, the worst my 70-year-old doctor had seen. I was on dialysis and getting prepared for the transplant list. That same night, they pumped almost five gallons of water from me. I saw a really bright light in my room and um, the very next morning, my kidneys started up and were perfectly normal. No one had ever seen anything like it. It was a true miracle. I, but not too long after that, I began drinking again alone, as always. I have always believed. I always, always, always prayed. But it was always for others. I have always truly loved helping anyone I could. I still do. Jesus continually tried to get my attention, but I continued drinking and continued to not have a relationship with him. I started coming to Calvary in my mid-20s. I met my loving husband when I was 29, and we kept coming to church here. We now have four amazing children and one granddaughter. Throughout the years, our attendance dwindled down and my kids didn't get through Sunday school, which I regret. I was drinking again and the drinking turned into being a workaholic. Then two years ago, I began online gambling. It took everything, our home, cars, business, retirement, everything. I was suicidal and full of guilt, shame and fear. I had to be hospitalized. We were literally frozen for almost eight months. Then we almost immediately reached out to Calvary and met Pastor Dane. We met and met and met, and we still meet. I also have a weekly therapist. 
I have been addiction-free for over two years. I am healing. Jesus has always been walking through this life with me. He had to be, or I surely wouldn't be standing here today. I also can't thank Pastor Dane Calvary, my husband, children, and friends enough. Their pure love and support means the world to me. I believe we lost it all for a reason. It's the biggest reason of all. I now have the biggest treasure there could be. I have Jesus. In my mind, and my body, and spirit. My passages, Psalm 34, 17 through 18. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Stacey, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for forgiveness of your sins? Yes, I have. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because of your testimony of faith, my sister, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in likeness of his death, raised to new life in him.